0: everybody and welcome to surviving the pride i am your host tim
1: and i'm jordan
0: and you might be asking what is surviving the pride well jordan i will tell you surviving the pride is all about marketing explaining all aspects of marketing to help a business grow importance of having a website seo social media and it's also going to be we're also going to be talking about starting a business as well
1: yeah. So in addition to that, we're also going to give you guys some helpful hints, tips and tricks about current and upcoming trends within whatever industry our guest business is from and give you guys a bit of general information in regards to that.
0: So before we go ahead and bring on uh, Express Pest, uh, I just want to give a brief rundown on some of the segments that we have planned uh, for him during this podcast. One of them um, is titled technically the hot seat. Uh, usually within this segment, we kind of just introduce the guests, we put them in the hot seat, asking them questions about customer experiences and how to deal with the branding that they have currently been doing with social media, and if they have anything that else that they would like to describe or say about their business. And then also near the end of it, we're going to be playing a little game with them just called word association. Uh, typically with that, each round entails for our guests to give us a phrase or words that first come to their mind based on our randomly generated word selection. Eric, welcome back to Surviving the Pride. This is for your second episode here with us. That is very exciting, and I'm so excited to have you back here with us. Now, before we go ahead and get started, do you want to go ahead and just to reintroduce yourself?
2: My name is Eric Sprague with Express Pest Services. Um, we've been in business for uh, this year's five years. I've been in the industry for um, 18 years now, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, we've been rocking and rolling. It, we are in the middle of termite season right now. They are swarming, and um, that's a lot of the calls we're getting right now.
1: I was gonna say, with this specific episode, we will be focusing primarily on um, effective termite treatment and how to protect your property. So that's actually good that you kind of said that we are that you're in the middle of that season. So, would you want to like define what a termite is and what their behaviors would be? Sure,
2: sure. Um, here in Oklahoma, we deal with subterranean termites. Um, now there is a part of Oklahoma in the southeastern three counties that get Formosan termites, but um, we don't have to deal with Formosan termites where we are here in, in Oklahoma. So we're gonna talk about subterranean termites and um, they come from, they do exactly what they're called, subterranean. They come from underground. Um, other termites can live above ground these termites cannot, they actually have to live in, uh, shelter tubes, uh, which we call termite tubes. Um, this time of year they can swarm out. Um, and when they swarm it's the reason that they're swarming is that the colony is so large that the queen of that colony can't control. There's too many of her for them, for her to control. So she designates a certain amount of them and they become kings and kings and queens and they, turn black, grow wings, swarm out. Now on, on average, in my opinion, what I've been taught is about 80 to 90% of those aren't going to make it. They're going to fly out, swarm and die. Mm. The other 10, 20% are going to make it. <laughs> so, and you know, in the next three years, that's another termite problem. problem. Um, after you get a treatment and you're having uh, active termites, this time of year you should expect to see a swarm two to three weeks after your treatment and that's because they are affected and the, they're dying so the queen's like hey we got to save the species you guys go make another colony so she designates more to become kings and queens they swarm out again but they are already infected they do not make it um I tell a lot of my customers if you're having an active termite problem this time of year and we do a treatment and you don't get a swarm within a month, Better call me back. <laughs> we may have missed it. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I mean it's just it's highly, um, highly expected to um to have a swarm after a treatment this time of year. And granted, um, just because they're not swarming this time, year, you don't have a termite problem. Um, I literally got under a house, I think it was Monday, and uh found one tiny 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 little termite tube starting on the vo- bottom block coming up the stem wall i mean he got real lucky he called us out there before they made it to his subfloor and did any damage so um but uh, subterranean termites you know they don't know if they're eating a house a stump a log on the side of your house whatever it is they just know it's a food source um, what they do is they take that wood cellul- cellulose and um, when they eat it, it actually becomes uh, sugar for them. They get the sugar out of it and that's what keeps them going. And uh, we like to use a product called Termidor for the treatment. And Termidor is a non-repellent uh, product. They don't know they're going through it. And for that's the magic behind that product. they they can't sense it they just keep on doing their normal normal thing within 60 to 90 days after treatment that colony is typically 100% eradicated um I mean other um, other than that i mean it's um the signs of termites that you can uh, look for in your home besides the swarm when you get a swarm they're going to they're going to swarm in the hundreds sometimes thousands it's it's a lot different than swarming ants when you get ants swarming you usually get a dozen, maybe two dozen of those at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. In 17 years, I've personally never seen an ant swarm into the hundreds in one location on a home. It's just never happening to me. Um, But termites are going to swarm hundreds, thousands. I mean, you're going to know it's termites. So, um, But there are still a lot of technicians out there that misidentify um, swarming ants for for swarming termites. Um, And one big difference that a homeowner can look for themselves is that on a termite it's kind of got a cigar shaped body there's no segments to the body Uh, on an ant it's going to have an hour it's going to have pinch segments on it you can see different body parts on it head thorax abdomen Mm -hmm. Um, and also the wings on a flying ant are kind of like a fly they're kind of in a v-shape on their back kind of and termites uh, wings are almost jet white and they're twice the length of the body and they're going to lay straight back on that termite body. Um, and also termites drop their wings um, a lot of times too when they swarm. So if you find, look at your window seal and you see a bunch of insect wings, there's more than likely some swarming termites. I don't know too many other insects that are going to swarm and drop their wings like that. I, I think termites are, as far as I know, uh, termites are the only ones that I can think that do that. Um, so, but other signs besides when they swarm, of course, you know, you're tacking a picture up on the wall and the nail just goes right through the wall. (laughs) You know? So, um, sometimes, uh, here in Oklahoma, you know, it's different than other states. In other states, you're required to have a termite policy if you have a mortgage. So, your home is getting inspected year after year after year after year, as long as you have that termite policy. Here in Oklahoma, the laws are a lot different. They're more what I would call free for the homeowner. Um, In Oklahoma, it's not required to have a termite policy if you have a mortgage on your home. Other states, it is. Um, But you don't own your home, so the bank still owns it. Therefore, you got to have a insurance for termites because homeowners doesn't cover it that's the main thing that we were an insurance company for termites um but here in oklahoma when you do a termite inspection i mean you're looking down you're looking up you're looking underneath the window seals around i mean there's there's not a lot you, where you don't look is where they're gonna be if you like oh yeah this house is good i don't need to look up they're gonna have termites over there if you don't look <laughs> you know so um and that's why guys like hey we're, when you're into that house and it's hard to get to that back corner. That's where the termites are. That's where they're going to be, where you don't want to go. But um, other signs are, of course, termite tubes coming up from your baseboards or um, uh, just the dirt coming straight out of the wall. It's like a a termite castle, kind of. They'll build this little design coming straight out of the wall. Um, And it is just you knock it open and it's going to be a hollow tube and you can see the little termites stick their head out. I love termites. They're very cool species. They, um, and they work in such a um, manner that humans could learn a lot. (laughs) You know, Um, I I think that about ants too. Humans could learn a lot. Um, It's all about their species and the survival of their colony. You know, it's not about the individual. The individual termite could care less about itself. It's there for the colony. When these workers of the termite colony go out and scavenge forage for food, they're constantly moving under our feet. There's a whole world underneath our feet, under the ground, moving. And, and like I said, they are constantly foraging. They don't know if it's a house, a log, a stump, a two-by-four you threw out on the, on the grass. Um, but as they're going out foraging and looking, they're going to find a food source, and then they're going to leave those tubes. They're going to leave damage. And sometimes if you have a house that has wallpaper in it um you're gonna pull that wallpaper back and you're gonna find termite frass which is their droppings poop um and it just looks like a bunch of little specks all over the wall it's kind of just just kind of looks like dirt in a way you know but it's real sticky and you can kind of see their, the veins through it um homes that have uh wood paneling in there still oh my. Goodness. Um, man, that will hide termites like crazy. I mean, that's you got a gap between that that wood paneling and the actual wall itself. And and sometimes those termites can get behind there and you don't see them until they make it to the ceiling. You know, we can only do a visual inspection. We do the best inspection that we can. You cannot see inside the walls. Um, so there are some circumstances out there. Homes that are stucco, that is a termite farm. All right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> termite farm. Um, I have treated since I've owned this company. I only have two homes under policy that are stucco because I usually walk away from. Them. Um, it is a termite farm. You're kind of getting yourself, you could be getting yourself into a major headache down the road. Um, we have a certain policy. If that stucco is off the ground a certain amount, we'll go ahead and do the treatment. But if you have stucco under the grade of the dirt, you are gonna have termites. And I mean, you can get it treated, it's probably gonna work for a few years, but you're gonna get termites again. It is a termite farm. Um, these homes that have the stucco and then they got foam blocks inside the walls, you know, instead of using wood, they're using these foam Lego blocks that are mm-hmm. real popular out in the West Coast, but it's starting to move this way into Oklahoma. And I mean, that is just an insulator. For, for the termites that we have here, I can't speak on dry wood or damp wood. I don't deal with those and don't ever want to. <laughs> uh, uh, but the uh, but those stucco homes and those block wall, the foam block walls, it is just complete insulation. For them, they when the wintertime termites usually start moving really slow because the ground gets so cold and frozen. But um, when you have that type of home, it's just an insulator. And those guys go to town. Um, I have a story. I have a guy who moved from California. Um, He's from Oklahoma, but he moved to California for 30 years. And he built his dream home here in BFE, Oklahoma, out here in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) of nowhere. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful home. But he called me, he was getting a refinance. So anytime you get a refinance, you got to get a termite inspection done. So I went out there and he was "Hey man, have at it. I ain't got no termites. This home was termite proof. And I was like, okay. Um, So I went ahead and started doing my inspection, go around, start looking at baseboards, windows, and within eight feet of walking through the front door, I found termites. Oh, jeez so bad they were on the second floor of his home and that home had only been built for five years so but it's a stucco home with foam block walls it's gonna happen every single time there's no ifs ands or buts about it i would never own a stucco home never gonna happen um But other than that, I mean, your brick, your mortars, uh, siding homes, that's all very easy. It's all, But in my opinion, a stucco home was about the hardest thing that you can guarantee that you're eliminating termites on. Uh, There are so many places for them to be, Um, you know, and then again, this in-person individual, you know, he had stained concrete. He didn't want his porches drilled and his garage drilled, but there's no way around it. You know, I mean, you have to get a treatment put on the home, and you got to drill through. Sometimes things that are really nice and really expensive. You know, um, I personally hate drilling through tile, but I've gotten pretty good at it over the years. I've cracked one tile in the last five years. You know, and <laughs> thankfully it was in the corner underneath something, so they were okay with it. But um, I mean, you know, people that get an add-on. To the back of their house, they they build a beautiful sunroom on the back of the house, and they put bamboo flooring on that back slab. Well, you know, you get termites coming. It's a it's a there's a crack there where that back slab butts up to your home, and there's a crack, and that's where those termites are going to come up. Oklahoma has a minimum standard; every adjacent slab must be treated without exception. You have to treat them if you've got a a back deck built over a back patio, you're going to drill through that back deck to get through that back patio. You got nice flooring in there. It has to be either carpet pulled up or tile drilled through. (laughs) You know, sometimes your hardwood floors are getting drilled through and there's no easy way to tell your customer, hey, you got some really nice floors and I'm about to about to put a quarter inch hole or, you know, five eighths hole every 12 inches <laughs> on this wall. So, um, you know, every situation is a little bit different, but subterranean termites, um, you know, you don't ever want to have, um, uh, your wood pile for your fireplace stacked up on the side of your house. Um, you don't want to give them any easy access to your home. There's, Even a privacy fence, a wooden privacy fence in contact with your home, in contact with the soil, those termites can come up and get into your home. So if you have a privacy fence and you're having a termite inspection done every year or you get an inspection done just to find out if you have them, they need to be looking at your privacy fence as well. Anything that the home is in contact with that's wood needs to be inspected. Just because... They're, just because it's 50 feet over here, it does not mean those things are not going to make it 50 feet, you know, in a few years. You know, your home is your number one investment, even though it's just a fence. Hey, get it treated. <laughs> you Stop them. You know, if you treat the fence. You can stop them before they get in your house, hopefully, you know. Right.
1: Uh, um. So- that leads me actually into another question that I wanted to get into, which would be like the different types of like treatment options that would be available Like, do you see any options that typically, like, you would see, um, like, what, for instance, what you were saying with the patios or with um, some of the wood paneling for some houses? Do you know, like, some treatments would be better for certain circumstances? Are there more benefits and drawbacks to them?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. In my opinion, and y'all, listen, there are a 100 different termiticide liquid products out there on the market. Um, We use one. And only one <laughs> when it comes to the liquid termite treatments, and that's Termidor. Uh, Termidor is God's gift of termite control because it's a non um, non repellent. A lot of the other competition for it is a repellent. So if your company misses a gap like that, they're eventually going to find that gap and get up in there. Uh, a non repellent is the best liquid to use on subterranean termites. There are baiting systems um, that are available as well. We do use a baiting system from time to time. Um, When someone is just trying to be proactive about their their home, they don't have active termites, I will 100% say, hey, we've got this other option here. It's more affordable on your install, but it does cost more yearly through us to have the baiting system than the liquid termite treatment. Um, so, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. Um, if, even if you have active termites and let's say you got active termites in your garage, nowhere else on the home, your garage by law here in Oklahoma, you still really need to get a spot treatment with the liquid, and then you can do a baiting system around the rest of your home. The whole thing is to have a hundred percent barrier around your home, whether that's baiting systems or a liquid. Um, there are a couple of different baiting systems out there. One by Dow Industries. Um, it's been on the market the longest. I actually used to do that many moons ago, uh, right out of high school. And I thought I knew everything about termites when I was doing Citricon and uh, the baiting, and I didn't nothing when it came to liquids. <laughs> you know, so um, the bait has its place. Has its place in the industry. I would highly recommend a liquid treatment if it's possible to do on your home. Now you get to some of these houses, you guys, and they got crazy expensive stuff around the outside of their home. You know, I mean, are you going to drill through marble? No. Granite? No. (laughs) You know, so there are certain cases where, yes, you need to get a bathing system. Um, But even then, I mean, let's say you've got a, a major, backyard and you've got concrete running 20-25 feet out and a big drop off and you know it's just a a really nice nice patio area well that's all concrete you can't just install a baiting system out there on the grass you know 40 feet behind the home you're going to have to drill through that concrete to put a baiting system closer to the home Um, so I mean it really depends on in today's world you know with everyone being finicky about Insecticides, pesticides, chemicals. Um, listen, these chemicals, if they're used in a professional manner are extremely safe, extremely safe. Um, if you get a guy out there who's like, oh yeah, brother, I got you, we'll get you taken care of here. Yeah, you're probably going, he's probably not measuring nothing now and he's just throwing it down. You know <laughs> I mean? Mm-hmm. When we do, when I go, if I came out to your home I'm gonna inspect it and then I'm gonna measure how long your house is, not the square footage, but how many linear feet is involved in your home. And that's going to tell us how many gallons of product on a liquid that your uh, home is required to have. Um, again, we use Termidor HE, we, which is HE stands for high efficiency. Termidor has some other products as well, but I like the high effic- efficiency because it's two gallons every 10 feet instead of four gallons every 10 feet. And it's better for the environment. It's better for the ground. It's, it's just, Overall, it's less volume that you're carrying with you, less chances of having a major spill, and it's better for the environment. Um, you know, you don't want to just, you know, so many people are saying, hey, throw chemicals at it, throw chemicals at it, throw chemicals at it. There are so many other ways to do things besides chemicals, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, it just, there's a there's hundred different ways to do to do things depending on the laws in the state that you're in. Um, some houses need a liquid treatment and a baiting system. You want to be the most productive as you can, the most preventable for your number one investment, get a liquid treatment, get a baiting system, you know, and even with your baiting systems, a lot of companies are going to come out and just check those baiting systems. You need to have your home inspected at least once a year, even with those baiting systems, they should be going, if it's a crawl space That company should be going underneath of it once a year. If it's a slab, they should be coming in it once a year, not just checking the bait stations because you have gaps between those baiting systems and they can make it through those gaps. That's why I like the liquid is because there ain't any gaps, ain't any gaps. You know, there shouldn't be any gaps. Um, And again, Terminator being a non-repellent, I mean, they don't know they're going through it. Um, and the way that works, uh, the non-repellent is, you know, the soldiers in the queen, they have nothing to do with the house, you know, or the food source that they're on. It's only the workers. The workers actually go out, get the food and actually bring the food back and actually put it in the queen's mouth and in the soldier's mouth. Because the soldiers, if you were to look up a picture of a soldier, subterranean termite, the mandibles on that the head is huge on it. The mandibles are so big that it can't pick food up and put it in its own mouth. So the workers, that's how they are protected by their soldiers. So they bring the food back, put it in the soldier's mouth and in the queen's mouth. Queen has to do nothing. Uh, she lays there. <laughs> all right. but, um, uh, but all the soldiers, I mean, that's how, the only way they're protected is by their soldiers. So they are number two on the pecking order of getting fed, you know, Um, way more soldiers than they're all are queen. So most of that colony is bringing that food back to feed their soldiers and the rest of the workers. Um, with a baiting system, it can take six months sometimes to eliminate a termite colony. Uh, with a liquid, it should be 60 to 90 days. So half the time, even a little less than half the time for that colony to be gone. And Here in Oklahoma, subterranean termites, you get termites on your home. Well, that colony doesn't have to be on your home like the the nest isn't on your home. Those things can be 100 yards away because they're foraging out and finding it. And then they're sending pheromones back to the colony. Hey, this is where we want to come. So more and more start showing up. With Termidor, let's say you live in a cookie cutter neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You got a house on each side of you and you're right in the middle and you got termites. You don't know if they've got termites, but let's say they do. If you're using Termidor and it's the same termite colony, you just killed your ter- your neighbor's termites, you know, and they didn't have to do nothing because that that it's one colony and that to eliminated it. Um, a non-repellent will not do that. A baiting system can do that over time. Um, another thing with a baiting system, especially with that Dow Industries product, the Citricon, um, you know, you got to add another. Every time you find a hitch, you got to add another baiting system and another baiting, add another baiting system. So there are hidden fees with those baiting systems out there. You got to pay for the, the, each each baiting system. You know. So
1: my next question would be like, since there is a difference between a non-chemical and a chemical measure. What would be some of the preventative forms to make sure that, you know, you can kind of avoid termites or an infestation infestation in the first place?
2: Sure. Um, There's a new, a fairly new product. It's been out for a little while, but it's not super popular here in Oklahoma. It's super popular out on the coastal states, um, but it's called TermaMesh. All right. TermaMesh is something that it gets put when your home is being built. Um, a termite company will come out instead of doing a liquid treatment and saturating the soil inside the foundation. Um, they're going to come out and put what's called mesh around all the all the stub outs, all the plumbing um, and where the foundation, all the brick and everything sit on top of the footer of the foundation. And what mesh is, it's uh, one of the strongest stainless steel um, screens. Mm-hmm. Uh out there and the whole it's woven so tightly that the termite can't get its head through it and if a termite can't get its head through something it can't get through there now that being said you know you can do all that work and if your landscaper comes out and builds dirt up two feet high on the side of your house that's not going to do anything for you you know so I mean you can you can spend the money for that when you're building your home and, not a guarantee but it is a very good product. It's something that I really do wish was bigger here in Oklahoma, especially for the stub outs, the things that like your kitchen sink water lines coming up, you know, because that's the that's one of the hardest places to get treated. Um mm-hmm. in your home with a liquid is when they come up through the center of the home. You're coming in and doing some some major drilling, you know, inside the the home. Right, at least the of that can you know? Know. get <laughs> So. But um that a term of mesh um as far as i can think of i mean term mesh is the newest coolest thing out there that uh you know a lot of people are doing and it takes it takes a lot of time to go out there on the job site and actually install it the bigger the house the more plumbing the longer it's going to take um the more square foot le- more square footage and linear footage that home is the longer it's going to take i mean i've heard a guys being out on a job site for four hours doing a term mesh install before and i mean that's that's a half a day on one job i mean that's a
1: <laughs>
2: Ooh, a lot of time. <laughs> honey, you know um but i mean and then you know of course you got your vapor barriers when you're getting a slab poured you're supposed to get a piece of plastic put down underneath that uh slab to separate that slab from the soil that is a termite shield to an extent mm-hmm. uh, in arkansas when i used to do this in arkansas i couldn't I couldn't think, I can't think of one crawl space that I ever went to that did not have a termite shield um, put on it, you know, right underneath where the wood sits on top of that stem wall. They would either have shingles or a big piece of sheet metal that would come out, and it is considered a termite shield. I have also seen termites build up and build that shelter tube up and around that shield and, and go over it, but it is a deterrent of some kind, and here in Oklahoma, I mean, I... I honestly can't think of one crawl space I've been in that has a termite shield underneath of it. Um, And again, that's kind of different state laws, different regulations with builders, you know. Um, I do wish Oklahoma would get on the, um, would do what other states did when it came to termite policies about, you know, if you got a mortgage, you need to have a policy, not just an inspection because you don't own your home, the bank does. I do wish that law would change here in Oklahoma. I think a lot of people in Oklahoma have a termite problem and they don't even know it because it's not required to get an inspection. It's not, re- I mean, a lot of people don't do anything about it until they notice termites swarming or they go over to their windowsill and they're like, what in the heck is all this damn one, but the windowsill behind your couch that you never look at. And one day you move your couch and you're going to change your drapes and you notice, it. <laughs> you know, and by then they're right. from the ground and done did a bunch of damage inside your wall and that's another thing without opening up your walls it's a guessing game how much damage is actually in your wall What i tell my customers is listen if you got termites if you're that concerned about it hey let's let's do some exploring and cut some squares out in these walls or one big long rectangle to check out your uh your studs but if you got termites and you get it treated, and there's no damage to that wall, no, not any serious damage to the baseboard, I am not going to be one to rip that wall open just to find out how much damage is in there. You're just opening a bag of worms, you Mm -hmm. know, the way lumber is. I mean, like, if you touch that wall and that wall is moving, it's soft, it's brittle, yes, you're going to have to replace that wall. Uh, But again, if you have a termite policy through a termite company, you should never have to replace anything because that termite company should be responsible for any future infestations. As long as you're paying your yearly renewal, paying your yearly insurance on it, that termite company should be responsible for any new termites to show up on the home. If you do get new termites, you should come out, treat it, and then 60 to 90 days later, get a licensed carpenter out there to replace anything that was damaged. Um, and that's what we do. That is exactly what we do. You know, we, with the liquid ter- with the liquid termite we're going to guarantee your home for three years on most cases. I will not guarantee a stucco home for three years, but a brick and mortar siding, all that—that that, that's fine. Um, and at the end of that three years, depending on what your square footage is, I'm charging you one forty-nine, one seventy-nine a year every year. Therefore, after you get termites again, falls back on us if you get damage. And that damage, when we do your termite treatment, you get a graph of your home and where the damage was and the scope of work and they say in three years you get termites on your back door, we're going to go back to that graph. There's not marked any signs of termites on this back door, and they then did damage to your door frame. Well, we're going to do a treatment, spot treatment, 10 feet each direction of the activity to make sure we get them, so you're getting a 20-foot treatment, no additional cost. Then we do have to give it a, a waiting game to kill that colony and then get a Carpenter out there to replace any work, uh, any any damage. And that is what we do. There are a lot of companies out there that do infestation only um, policies. What's yeah. the point of that? What's the point of
1: that? <laughs> yeah. You were at preventative measures. So, some of the ways that you were saying to prevent um, termites
2: yeah i mean you've got you've got your pre-construction a few things you can do in pre-construction but again you know the best way to prevent termites on your home in my opinion is to have a treatment and have a policy ongoing um have an insurance policy on your home and be proactive about it i mean get it before you have termites you know if you call me you have termites and you've got damage. Well, I'm gonna kill your termites, but I ain't touching your damage. And a lot of people think we're gonna fix the damage. And it's like, nope, <laughs> that's not on me. That was prior, <laughs> you know. So, um, and yeah, there are a lot of people out there, and this is just human nature, you guys. I mean, everyone tries to get stuff for free out there. You know, um, I've have I've had a few customers where we go out and we do a termite treatment, and you know, they leave the damage for three years. And they try coming back like, man, I got termite damage. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, same spot it was three years ago. <laughs> you know, you never fixed your baseboards. You know, I mean, um, I've gotten into a, a tiff about it before, but not often. Um, it's just every now, but that's why we have a graph. You got to receive a graph from your termite company with the scope of work, the graph of your home, where it was, mo- where the damage was, where the termite activity was. I mean, you've got to be on termite. On, on any wood destroying insect, all right, not just termites, carpenter ants, powder post beetles, carpenter bees, all those are our wood destroying insects here in Oklahoma. Um, you got to have paperwork. You got to have that guarantee on it. If you do not receive paperwork on that, these are the critters that are going to destroy your number one investment. Where's your guarantee? Where's your warranty at for that? Make sure you get your paperwork. That's Best thing, that paperwork's going to tell you what time they got there, what time they left, the product that they used, which is extremely important, the most important part of it. You can, you guys, I can go out and train a handful of monkeys to do a termite treatment, but it's the product that's being put in the soil. (laughs) I I can't, I mean, it is all about the product. There are a lot of products that will kill termites, but what's gonna keep on working? What's gonna give you the most bang for your buck year after year after year? That's why I give a three-year warranty. I don't feel like anyone in our area is gonna compete with a three-year warranty. I have a price per foot for your for the treatment, four dollars and ninety-nine cents a lean year foot. I'm gonna measure it out, whatever it comes out to. I don't charge, I don't charge people because I gotta drill more on this side than on this side of the house. We charge per foot the work is included, the three-year warranty is included. Um, that is the best deal that I know of. <laughs> so, um, But being preventative, I mean, you got a few things in the post-construction, but other than that, your best preventative is to be proactive and get your home treated before you have a problem. That's the best prevention you're going to have. Yeah, I agree with that,
1: most definitely, especially since it's much harder for an untrained eye to notice when the, uh, when there's a termite infestation. So I feel like now that our audience is going to know the signs and what to be aware of, they can definitely try, at least try to prevent it. If not, they can find some experts like you guys.
2: Well, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, when you get a termite inspection, all right, a lot of guys are grabbing their flashlight and they're walking around just looking at your baseboards. You need to look at the baseboards, the windows, the crown molding, the ceiling, and the attic. You got to get in the attic. All right. Um, Especially if you find activity below that area. If if I go into a house and I find termites on that ceiling, I got no choice but to get in the attic. (laughs) You know. Um, If you got a crawl space, you got to get in the crawl space. And another thing that gets overlooked a lot is your mulch beds. Your mulch beds. You should, your termite inspector should be going around the outside of your home and getting down on his knees and pulling mulch back from the foundation from, in a few spots and making sure there's no colony feeding on your mulch, which is in contact with your home. You know, that that gets overlooked a lot. And, and in my, again, my experience, <coughs> excuse me, in my experience, that bright red mulch that people get around their house, so I find more termites in that. Than any other type of mulch. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's a softer wood. If you're gonna put a mulch around your home, you need that hard wood cypress mulch, that dark stuff. Um it's gonna, it's the hard the termites don't like hard wood. They want soft wood. They want the softest, easiest wood to eat. Um, so an inspection, I mean, there are some houses it takes me an hour to do a termite inspection. Some houses it takes me 30 minutes. Um the more stuff someone has around their home, the more things you gotta inspect. If you go out to a, you know, a manufactured home and it's just a stem wall, no shrubs, no mulch, no decks, nothing, that's about the easiest termite inspection you can have. <laughs> right? So, but um, but even then, you know, there's there's so many tools out there um for us nowadays. You've got um you've got tools that listen for sound because termites are constantly chewing, right? Mm -hmm. So you can put these little sound sensitive tools along the wall. You can't hear it, but it'll give you a a little reading that they hear something inside the wall. And then you can do a little bit more exploratory investigation and inspection on it um, and and figure it out. Um, We do use a lot of moisture meters. Um, Every technician has a moisture meter that we'll bring into your home. If we find termite activity, we're going to test for moisture. Because uh, moisture, I mean, without moisture, it's hard for them to survive. You know, um but a lot of times people have a leaky faucet on the outside of their house, and if you go out there and you look, it's even got an indention in the ground because it's been dripping so long right there. So when I do a termite inspection, I usually start on the outside, and I look at the outside. I look for the wet areas. I look for the low line areas in in the dirt. Um, if you're if you don't have gutter guards and the gutters just dumping right there at the corner of your house, well, I'm gonna go in there. And I'm gonna look at that closet on the inside of that wall because oh. it's, it's moist. That's that's where they're gonna be at more than likely. Um, heck, here I mean here in Oklahoma, you guys, I can be in a house and looking down at the baseboards and see no activity, and I look straight up and I see it. And I see nothing on the wall till eight feet up, and then there's a little dirt tube coming out. You have to look at the entire wall. You have to look at the entire property. I mean, there is, if you get a 15-minute termite inspection, that is not a termite inspection. Okay. <laughs>
1: a termite walk. <laughs>
2: um, you know, it's, it's just, um, termites are the number one liability for a, ter- a pest control company that does termites um, because your home is your number one investment. So therefore, it's our number one liability. You know, it's going to cost us the most money to fix that if we, Speed through it. Don't put the proper amount of termite side down, you know. And 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 also, it's also fraud, you know. If you tell someone I'm gonna put two gallons every ten feet, and you put one and a half, that's fraud, you know. Um, and that's a major thing that happens with termite companies. I'm all right. Um, gosh, you guys. I mean, I have so many examples of going behind somebody else and clearing a house that someone bought and paid for because they got a clear a clear termite inspection, I get out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this house is completely destroyed by termites. Like 100%, it's just gone. You know, it's toothpicks holding it together. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Um, I did a termite inspection a month ago for a sales transaction. All right. And I found exit holes from termite tubes. which was just exit holes are just little holes in the wall. There was no dirt coming out of it. Nothing like that. I found them above a bay window in the den and then also um, on the wall in the master bathroom. I found no live termites, but I found exit holes. I found signs of termites. The only place that house that you could see that had ever been treated was the front porch because it was a monolithic slab. So you can't drill brick on a monolithic slab. You can only drill the adjacent slabs. You got to go inside and foam the walls. With that type of construction. So I recommended a termite treatment on it. Like you, got, you can't prove that the entire house was treated. And he was like, I think it was treated five years ago. It's like, can you prove it? If you can prove it, we're good to go. Could not prove it. And it was 12 years ago that it came, that he had it treated 12 years, big difference in five. All right. Oh. <laughs> um, so I get in a back and forth with the, with the seller of the home like, no, it doesn't have termites. I'm like, I'm not saying it does have termites. I'm saying there's exit holes up here and I can't see that the home has been fully treated. That's what my report said because that's the questions on the report. So, So I quoted it. The company that treated it 12 years ago came out and gave them another inspection. And this is a state inspection. All right. An inspection for a sales transaction. This is a, the, no diverting from this paperwork, all right? So um, their graph was simply a graph of the house. No sign, nothing marked, nothing, not wood ground, not privacy fence in contact with it, not shrubs in contact with it, not debris that was around the outside of the home. So many things that they did not have marked on it that I did. And uh, when I got that first phone call from my realtor saying, hey, man, there." They're saying, no, your your inspection's wrong. I was like, well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I need someone to prove that I'm wrong. So they had this other company come out and did another one. And then he sent me that report. And I was like, man, I'm sticking to my guns on this. Like their report is incorrect. Their report is incorrect. 100% it's incorrect. And um, so I stuck to my guns on it. I did not get the termite sale on it, but some, but they did. But the home, the new buyer of that home was able to get a termite treatment because of that report for the peace of mind that they had even if i don't get the business i'm still going to be honest about this house needing to be treated or the house doesn't need to be treated you can choose who you want to treat it i was about 200 more than the other guy was so i get it you know um and again it was a 45 minute drive for me so it's like whatever <laughs> so, uh, but uh, but again you cannot as a termite inspector Just because another termite inspector says this house is good, I have got to put my own eyes on it. Um, That termite inspector could have a year's worth of experience. He could have 20 years of experience and he's burnt out. He doesn't care. You know, I mean, you cannot take somebody else's word on an inspection. Or the homeowner, man, I had it inspected. It's good to go. Just just, just give me that paperwork. Can't do it. I got it (laughs) inspected. You know, can't do it. (laughs) So... um, there's just, a, I mean, like I said, the liability on the termite side. And you guys, listen, I got so fed up with the ODAF reports for the state tra- for home sales transaction. I raised my price on it because I got so um, frustrated with the back and forth of things. And for $75, it just really wasn't worth it. So, <laughs> my prices. It's so um, not a lot, but to make it a little bit more worth my time, and it's not the inspection. It was it was all the back and forth, like you know. I mean, that's the time consuming part. I mean, it, it, I spent more. I think I spent three hours on the phone about that than I than anything. <laughs> so, um, but again, just you want to make sure your inspection is being done proper. Don't let anyone speed through a termite inspection. Oh, yeah, it looks good. No, no, no. Inspect it. Tap on the walls. Another thing we do is sounding. It's called sounding. It's an old school method. It's been around since the beginning of, of termite inspectors. Um, but we, t- I, I, I still use it. I take my screwdriver and I tap on the walls. I tap on your baseboards because you can hear solid wood from hollow wood. And termites are going to hollow wood out. So when you tap along and you hear a difference, you need to start doing a little bit more looking in that area. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways I've I've been doing this 17 years. I was taught by an old school guy to do it. And the sounding has always worked for me. That's what I do. (laughs) And, uh, you know, an old school way still works. Uh, But they do have a ton of new tools out there to help you with termite inspection. They've got an X-ray machine you can put a piece of metal on the backside of the wall or lead or whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but you can actually take an x-ray of that wall and you can see in everything inside of that wall. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a thermal camera um, that I thought would help us with termite inspections. It does not. It does not pick up termites, but it does pick up mice in the walls, critters in the wall. I mean, it, you can see the the mouse running, <laughs> you know, through the wall with a with an infrared cool. You know, a thermal camera. <laughs> so um lots of tools out there. So but um there's nothing like getting down on your hands and knees and, and using a tool to sound though. There's that that there's nothing that beats that in my opinion. Wow.
1: I feel like I'm learning a lot about termites. I feel like every time the last time we had a podcast, I learned so many things about the things that you guys encounter when it comes to pests. And mm-hmm. then to find out even more stuff about, like, how the termites hide, how they make the little tunnels to get where they need to go. Like, wow.
2: Yeah. you get it,
1: their homes tested.
2: I mean, you guys, termites, in my opinion, are one of the coolest insects out there. I mean, the way that they are all about the colony all about the survival i mean they will sacrifice themselves for the greater good and ants will too you know bees are another great example of that um it's all about the hive all about the colony you know people could learn a lot
0: <laughs> so, didn't you say on the last one that termite season is your favorite one it is
2: it's my Is my favorite season man it's um <laughs> no it's um You get to meet a lot of new people. You get a lot of new customers. Um, But yeah, it it is financially the best time of year for a pest control company. Yes. That's That's
1: really informative. Okay, well, I think those are all of the topics that we wanted to touch on. Tim, do you have any additional
2: statements?
0: No, I mean, I didn't know termites have wings, so I definitely I knew a little bit about termites, but I didn't know they had wings. So that was new. only point. from
2: time to time, only
0: from time to time.
2: <laughs> all right. Like I said, I mean, this is subterranean termites. There are other termites in this country that we do not deal with. And you guys, if I I don't think I would ever be a termite guy if I lived on a coastal state. All right. The, where You got to put a tarp over a house and get an air scrubber to clean the air and i mean it is so much more involved (laughs) like i mean uh, you have to tarp those houses on the coast And i mean if you were starting a pest control company on the coast and they say you bought a tarp for a 1500 square foot house and you sell a 2200 square foot house you got to go buy more tarps (laughs) (laughs) Um, i know a company down in um uh mississippi or on the coast and they had a um an apartment complex that had termites Oh, and he spent a quarter million dollars on tarps <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so i mean uh uh he said he was lucky to get the account because he was fairly new in it but he had to i mean he had to uh, call a lot of favors in get a loan and, and to get the, the stuff he needed for that job you know but if you're if that's what your cost is going into it Imagine what
1: the pay is
2: gonna be. So, but like I said, Oklahoma is uh, a lot easier when it comes to termites. In other states, we do have the easiest termite to control, in my opinion. Um, Treating the soil is so much easier than having to watch the the sky for flying for you know termites that just live above ground. (laughs) So.
1: Well, we do want to thank you for the second episode for this podcast series. Hopefully we get a third episode. I want to learn more things. I feel like I'm learning so many different things about bugs and insects.
2: Well, least, uh, I mean, at least you're not going to go home itching today like bed bugs. Yeah.
1: Thank God. Not like last time. Ooh, not like right? last time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, good talking to you guys again. I really appreciate it and um, look, look forward to the next one. Yes. It's a pleasure, Eric. Thank you.
1: Thank
2: you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: I hope everybody enjoyed listening to this week's episode uh, featuring Eric from Express Pest talking about his favorite season, which is termite season. Please tune in next time for an all new installment of Surviving the Pride.